hopefully this washing machine is better than mine. It looks the same, but uh, it's coin-operated. <laughs> coin-operated with a QR code. And there's no way to pause it, so once, you're, once it starts, it's pretty much gone. It is Monday, October 11th, 2021. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for uh, tuning in today. I'm not sure about you guys and when you're traveling and sort of what you're... Your uh, take is in on how schedule how to schedule your day properly, um, mainly because I find with travel, if I'm not in a, a tour group, things do get sort of a little bit messed up a little bit. Uh, only in in the sense of there's a, uh, a temptation to get up later and then to push the day later as well. So by that I mean. Like you might not get up until seven or even eight, which nowadays getting up at eight is very late for me. But not only that, like getting back at 10 or 10, 9, 30, 10, 11 p.m. at night, it's that's late for me as well. And the reason I say that is because I have found that in my settlement in Beijing, uh, that uh, I've, since I've been so situated in one place, I've had sort of time to figure out a good pace of life that doesn't, you know, involve just living out of a backpack. Um, and so getting up at six, you know, going to bed by 11 or 12, but then being able to get that full six hours uh, or even seven hours of sleep unintoxicated. So like there's sort of a temptation sometimes in a lot of these hostels, to, you know, you get talking, you get meeting different people and you start having a couple drinks and the night just blurs out sort of thing. But <laughs> There's no fear of that happening here. There's basically no one in the hostel. Uh, I think one other person showed up today. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very few and far between, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's a nice, peaceful. It's mostly clean as well, which is a good place as well. Um, that, uh, so anyway, it's, uh, in terms of getting a, a, properly, a proper schedule of what to do, it's, uh, it's one of those things where now I see the value of getting up, getting into things, and a lot of tour groups will do this as well. So they will have you up and at breakfast by seven, and then out the door by eight sort of thing. So like, you're, you're pushed, or maybe you're at breakfast by 7.30, then you're out the door by eight. So it's kind of like, it, it is business for them, it is work, obviously. But uh, at the same time, I see the benefit for it, because even today when we were walking through that tourist street, Shibati, uh, that was like, it was empty when we got there at like 8.30, but then by 9.30, people were all over the place. And if I had the choice, I'd rather be there earlier with nobody there than to be there later and ha have to fight the crowd. So tomorrow we're gonna try to get up and out a little bit earlier and try to hit the two of the museums. Like uh, it's gonna be the Three Gorges Museum and then the Art Gallery as well. And I made, a, I think I made a mistake. I did make a mistake, believing that we would go to the Three Gorges Dam itself. You can. There is a sightseeing portion there, but there's also a uh, the Three Gorges Museum, or is it the China? Na oh, it's, they retitled it, and I can't remember. But it deals with the Three Gorges Dam reconstruction or uh, construction, uh, and how it sort of affected uh, Sichuan Province and the uh, province of. Uh, Sichuan and Chongqing themselves. Uh, so we're going to get to that tomorrow. And also the art gallery, which is a funky little thing, funky little building downtown as well. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll, those will be our two main stopovers and then maybe one or two other things uh, 
going on after that. Today was relatively peaceful because we were, uh, we basically stayed in the downtown core of Chongqing, which is mostly a shopping district, I guess you could say. And so there's a lot of like big name stuff, a lot of small name knockoff brands and things like that. Uh, but it's all, it was very walkable, even though there's lots of hills. And it also didn't rain as much, and it wasn't very cold, so it made it for a pleasant day of walking. I think total we did 15 or 18,000 steps, I can't remember entirely. Uh, some of the notable things that we did today was um, we went to this, these buildings, these apartment blocks, that I, I'm not sure if they survived Chongqing. No, they couldn't have, no, no. Because uh, Chongqing was bombed by the Japanese uh, back in World War II. Um, but these buildings, they were old enough that they, were, they looked old, but they were young enough that they kind of had that modern sort of 1970s look to them, I guess you could say. And so the important thing, like the, uh, the notable part about these uh, buildings was that they had no elevator, but they were 20 floor, 24 floors high. 23, 24, somewhere around there. Uh, usually they don't uh, mark the numbers 4 and 13 and 14 and 24. So anything with the 4 they'll uh, take off. But um, other than that, so what happened was that I accidentally climbed the whole thing and I didn't know this because uh, what had happened was that there's a little bridge that goes across two of them. And I was looking for this bridge and I just kind of, I, I looked at him going, this could be where the bridge is, but no, I want to keep on climbing, thinking that there was another higher bridge. There wasn't. And I finally got to the top end of the uh, apartment, and I see this construction guy. He's sitting there going, no, don't go any further. I'm like, okay, but can I take a picture? Because if I have climbed this far and I don't take a picture, people won't believe me. So he let me go on the roof. So I was up on the roof of this 24-floor uh, building and taking pictures of uh, the uh, the raffles, city raffles uh, district or whatever it is, and um, also the uh, the suspension is a suspension bridge that they have here, and then there's also the cable car that goes across the Yangtze River. So it's kind of neat to take a look at what what was over there and uh, on top of the um, uh, the roof. They were all they were doing reconstruction. I'm not sure if people still live there. It looked like some people did. Like, we're talking really old people. But it also looked as if they were remodeling a lot of the places so that I, I guess they're just going to up the rent. <laughs> That's sort of what I, I think they're going to do. But yeah, there was construction crews there. There was uh, workers inside of a lot of the apartments uh, ripping out old stuff. And it, it, it didn't look like they were preparing it for de demolition. I don't think so. It looked like they were actually remodeling it. So that was sort of uh, what I saw happening there. Which was neat. We took some pictures, quite a few pictures around there. There's a couple, uh, so there's about six buildings total. I walked up two of the white ones. So I walked up one of the white ones and then down the other one. And then across the way, there's a yellow building that has these neat zigzag stairs. Uh, and that's where you can take a lot of pictures. You see a lot of these people. I'm surprised. I'm amazed at uh, how a lot of these girls are dressing for travel. I mean, I guess I know they're tra they're, they're dressing for the picture, but I'm, I'm just thinking, obviously you girls aren't staying in hostels. There's no one in the hostel. 
Um, not very few people in the hostel, but they must be staying at hotels where it's like it's not much of an issue uh, to maintain what they have, let's put it that way, and to apply the makeup that they're that they're wearing. Hey, good on them if they want to travel like that. I just I have never been able to do that, and I can't really ever see myself dating a girl who would go to that length to. Uh, look that presentable, that photogenic all the time. But who knows? Maybe it is possible, right? <laughs> uh, so after the buildings, we walked around a bit more. Um, we finally, oh, the next big thing that we did, we stopped off actually at the Yu Guang Temple, which is this old sort of reconstructed uh, immigrant area. It's a guild. Uh, it's Ugong Guild, I think it was. And it's, I guess... It's an ancient expat city, an <laughs> ancient or an old traditional expat community. That's what I sort of understood of it. So it was neat. It was all reconstructed, so it was all sort of modern in that sense. But it was uh, easy to walk around. Uh, took about half an hour, forty-five minutes to go through the whole thing. Uh, they have opera performances and a tea ceremony. As tea, they'll, they'll serve you tea, not a tea ceremony. They'll serve you tea. Um, we didn't go for the opera, but we did just take a look around inside. It was neat. It was kind of neat to see what it was, but I mean, uh, I'm not sure if it, I would say it's a necessary stopover. Um, after that, we headed over to this building, these red buildings that light up at night, and we got there just about, about half hour before sundown, um, even though like it's been cloudy all day. Um, like, yeah, basically since uh, we got into Chongqing District, Chongqing area, Chongqing province, um, it's been cloudy and rainy. But as the sun goes down, the lights go up on this building, and that's a lot of people were lined up already to take pictures of this thing. And I have a time lapse of it, thankfully. Uh, but I, I would have never thought about stopping there uh, or even going there if, I mean, it wasn't suggested to me by my, my girlfriend. Like, she wanted to see it, so uh, we stuck around for that. Uh, and then after that, we did the, the famous hot pot. So we finally went to, uh, what was it, Guasi Si was the hot pot place that we decided to go to. And it was all right. Uh, I'd actually almost say that there's some places in Beijing that are better. But this one is apparently like traditional Sichuanese, sorry, traditional Chongqing hot pot. And there's a difference between Chongqing and Sichuan hot pot. Uh, I guess there's a bit of... Uh, there are a few differences. I'm not sure. I do like my, my meat to be fully cooked and not soggy. Um, or I shouldn't it's not soggy. Notice tender. It seemed soggy though. I'm not sure how else to put it because it was, uh, it sort of, it didn't really, yeah, it, it, it felt as if it was bloated with water. That's sort of how it, it, it felt in, in terms of texture. But you know what? People talk about it. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's very good. So uh, what can I say? Maybe I just don't have the uh, the palate for that for the Chongqing type of uh, hot pot. And that, yeah, it was lots of lots of walking, and Chongqing is a very hilly city. My impressions of it so far is it it's it's almost kind of like Hong Kong, Hong Kong and a Taipei mix. Uh, in that there's a lot of hills, uh, tall buildings that are very close together and roadways that are packed with cars, of course. The sidewalks have a lot of people, but you can still move. Like, it seems that you don't bump into people as much as you do in Beijing. Uh, like, in Beijing, and, and that, oh, 
this was described to me as well. Chongqing is not as busy, not as fast as Beijing, and I see it. You feel it. Like, I almost feel bad zipping around, like, moving around people to get to somewhere, because it's like, they, it's not a Chongqing thing to do. They just sort of walk at a leisurely pace. You don't see people bumping into each other at all. <clears throat> and it's not like people are in a huge rush to get anywhere or cutting you off or anything. It's very easy to get a cab, which in Beijing can be very difficult sometimes. Um, and yeah, so there's a bit more of a relaxed vibe to this city. I can see it. You can definitely feel it as well. Uh, but in terms of looks, uh, yeah, with the hills, the tall, tall buildings, I gotta say it looks a little bit or feels a little bit like Hong Kong uh, in, in that in that sense. And that in that grittiness is like Hong Kong, but also a bit like Taipei as well, where you have that those buildings that have been around for a long time. Uh, they look lived in. They don't look old. They look lived in, uh, which is a little bit different than like the Beijing buildings that are like 15 or 20 years old. They look old because they're they're kind of falling apart already, but they it's more like they've been weathered, whereas Chongqing doesn't seem to be weathered by the elements. It seems to have just been standing while people are living in it. And I know there's a bit of a fine difference there, but I'll tell you, you look at the buildings in Chongqing, you go, yeah, people, people have lived there, people are living there, and it's like people ha have been living there for a long time, rather than Beijing. That building looks as if a lot of people have looked at, lived in it, but never consistently, and the outside is falling apart. <laughs> That'd be the only way I can see it, uh, sort of put it. Anyway, I do have some sound clips for you again today, uh, which I think there's some sounds of Chongqing. I've got a little clip of one of the, the, the guys who was walking around uh, in those building areas. He was calling out something. We couldn't tell what he was saying because, again, the Sichuan accent is a bit tough to, to, to really understand, like, especially for me as a student of the language. Uh, my girlfriend has had trouble uh, as well uh, understanding what they're saying, but they can, she can still communicate with them. And they still understand what I'm saying, or at least they mostly understand what I'm saying. Uh, so there is a bit of a, uh, you can see the shared language there. But anyway, so I have a call of that guy. I have, um, what else? I have a sound of Chongqing. And have, oh, and of course the afternoon, the noontime bells from downtown. Um, and I forget the name of the tower, but anyone who's been to Chongqing will know the one. Uh, it's like the famous tower in the middle of the city, basically. I think it's the Liberation Monument. It must be the Liberation Monument, like the memory, the, the memorial to the People's Liberation Army or the, the memorial to the People's Liberty or something like that. I'm sorry if I'm getting the name wrong, but I know it was celebrating national unity, celebrating the heroes of the country. Um, and at 12 o'clock, it uh, hit the bell. I think it was 12 times, so I got that for you as well. All right, guys, we'll leave it there. Uh, again, head over to my website, stevensersky.com. You can see the show notes and uh, read up on my trips so far. All right, have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.